clubs around the world and he's probably the most successful club owner really? in the world said to me you know there's nothing wrong with failing as long as you know you've tried your hardest and actually you know failure is is a good thing because it actually shows you what works and what doesn't and it shows okay. you you know how to get better next time you do it So welcome to uh, my podcast. It's yeah. my first ever podcast you know. and um, I'm really excited to invite the first guest on. It's a bit of a really weird full circle moment because I used to actually work for her in the first like days of Bristol. I used to be a marketing assistant when you were the manager of Lakota, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's a very like um, weird vibe. That's kind of like how I kind of got all of my marketing inspiration, I guess, and like working in the industry in like the... Uh, media and all the clubbing stuff, um, yada, 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 all of that stuff. I kind of like, I guess I kind of learned from you, really. Yeah. You were kind of like the first female person that's kind of made it in the industry in like that thing. Yeah. Because it was kind of full of like, I don't know, it was like a lot of full of men, wasn't it? Yeah. And then there was a lot of disputes about like what you wanted to do and what actually happened. Yes. <laughs> and it was a very confusing time and like it was, everything was a bit haywire. Yeah. But I think you pretty much had the basics down when it comes to like marketing. And I think what I learned most from was working every day. So like if you want something to happen, you have to do it every day. Yeah. You have to do the groundwork. You have to talk to people on Facebook. You have to invite people. You have to actually communicate and have a team together and like work hard at it. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, enough of that said, I just want to just kind of talk about, a little bit about you. Because obviously I know you a little bit, but I don't actually know where you're from and like how you kind of got into this industry. So who is Layla McKenzie? Well, I just want to say first, Joy, I am very glad that you took them things away because that is part of my mantras, you know, <laughs> that you have to just keep knocking, chipping every day, consistency, consistency. So, mm. you know, it makes me feel proud to know that, you know, that's stuck with you because yeah. I think yeah. it is something that carries us through, especially as women. Um, but, yeah, so who am I? Um, well, yeah, I mean, most people in Bristol know who I am. Quite a lot of people in the country know who I am and in the industry I'd say pretty much a lot of people probably in the world know who I am in our particular industry in dance music Yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, it is a small industry you know when everybody does know each other and I've been around for 20 years so you know I'm kind of part of the furniture of it now I guess but um, yeah I uh, I do many, I wear many hats. Um, I have always worked in the music industry, um, particularly in dance music. Um, I have, as Joy just mentioned, been a club manager, not just of Lakota, but other, other nightclubs over the years. I've been um, a promoter, an events organiser, an artist manager, an artist agent, um, more recently, I've got into, over the last maybe four or five years, got into more consultancy types of roles um, and, you know, really kind of drilling down into other people's businesses and trying to help them to uh, overcome any challenges uh, that they're facing in their business. Um, I have then become more specialised in that consultancy role in diversity and inclusion, which has led me to write a book, co-author a book. I didn't do it by myself. I had a co-author um, who um, is all is a man, actually, and it's a book about women in dance music. So it's, you know, mm. very nice that we've got 
a, a male co-author in that. Um, yeah, yeah. Called Lady of the House. Okay, okay. And, um, yeah, I think that's what we're here to mainly talk about today, if yeah. I'm right. Yeah, 100%. Um, I just wanted to scale it back a little bit yeah, and just go through. I want to talk about Lady of the House, of course, because yeah. that's like the big thing that you're into right now. Yeah. But I just kind of wanted to get into what made you start in this industry? Like, who inspired you and why did you choose to be in this industry? Because obviously... It's a very hard like threshold for a woman yeah. to get through, and especially dance music and stuff like that. Yeah, I just want to know what was the breakthrough moment for you or inspiration that made you realise, okay, this is the industry that I'm going to push towards. This is going to be the thing that I want to do. I don't think there was ever one of them moments because people have asked me this a lot. I I I think I came through in an era where you know when I've spoke to other women that are my age and older. Um, that have be, been around, you know, like 20 plus years. And there was, it's, it was very different then. Like, it was almost like you got into it by mistake then. Mm, yeah. There yeah, wasn't, yeah. you know, there wasn't these uh, courses and degrees and stuff that are out now. Yeah. I mean, there were some, you know, specialist specialists. Yeah. But yeah, not yeah. not what you you know, your average Joe blog person mm-hmm. uh would would be on. Like now everybody's got access to doing higher education courses in the music industry. There yeah, wasn't right. loads of them around then, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I mean when I did an events management degree as a mature student, it was very new and unheard of then, you know. When I was a mature mm. student, then I think I went when I was like maybe twenty, twenty one or maybe yeah, twenty twenty one, twenty two. Um, but yeah, I mean, I basically just needed a job when I was younger. Um, I moved out when I was very young, when I was 15 and I got my own flat when I was 16 on my 16th birthday and I needed a job and I'd been going in clubs from 14, you know, we're all different then. You didn't really yeah. get ID'd and, you mm-hmm. know, everybody kind of knew me because I was always around and I was always a bit of a tear away. Yeah, yeah, um, I can imagine. And <laughs> more than a tear away, but that's another story for another day in another book. Another book, uh, yes. That's definitely another Layla, book. the tear away yeah. of Bristol, right, okay. But, um, but actually, I didn't live in Bristol then. I was from Sheffield. So That's the one. Yes, I was from up north, so, I mean, it was very different up north back then, and it was the, you know, it was very, very uh, colourful, let's say, to the least, yeah? Mm -hmm. It was a totally different era, different way of being back then, but, yeah, I was going in the clubs at, like, 14, and at 16 I needed a job, and I, you know, had always been going out for them two years and loving it, so I just, like, begged a uh, a bar to give me, or it was a club, actually, um, to give me a uh, job collecting glasses when I was 16 and then I just started collecting glasses and then I was like I don't want to collect glasses can I work actually work on the bar serving alcohol and they were like no you're not 18 um and uh Anyway, I think I managed to wheedle my way in doing that in the end. I think they just had enough of me asking. As you normally do. Yeah, they had enough of me asking. So, and then, yeah, and then I was just like, oh, can I start bringing people to the party, you know? Uh, Because it was different than promoting, you know? We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have any of these things that are around now. Um, You know, it was good old-fashioned flyering on the streets. And we used to go around with clipboards on a Saturday afternoon into shops, saying to people in shops, yeah, yeah, we've got this night on tonight. We'd like you to come down, free guest list. Can I take your name? And then write Mm. the name on the thing. And then at the start of the night, we used to hand our sheets in. 
yeah, to the yeah. door woman. And then we used to get like 50 pence, I think it was, for each person that come in under really? our name. Wow. So, you know, I think that's kind of what has made me in the way that I am, where I've just always keep pushing to the next thing, to the next thing, because I saw from a young age you can work your way up. Yeah. And I yeah. always knew you can talk your way up as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got into it. But I think then, you know, maybe a breakthrough moment came to doing doing an events management degree as yeah. a bit of a mature student, because then I realised, actually, you know, this is there is another side to this. What is a business? It's a business as well. And yeah, how yeah. can I how can I access that? Mm, um, mm. So I think that was a breakthrough moment that rather than just having a job in the industry, I wanted a career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of like you having a really strong business mindset, because obviously you've had to have one after like growing multiple businesses and being in the events industry. Like, has there been anybody that has inspired you to kind of like get into business? So like, as a young person, before you moved out of like moved out of your house, who was kind of like the person or like the inspiration to be like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to be self-employed. I want to be a business owner. I want to make it in this world. Um, I did. I don't think I. I didn't have any. You know, I didn't really have a great childhood um, at mm. all. And then again, that's another story for another day. <laughs> but um, you know, I don't think there was really any inspiration. I mean. My mum's husband was an entrepreneur, so maybe I'd watched that and seen, but it wasn't mm. someone I saw as a role model. But the yeah. funny thing is, I always had this, um, there's an old nightclub owner and it will be way too old for you to know about Joy, <laughs> but you can Google about him. And he was okay. a famous nightclub owner and he owned um, a lot of um, uh, lap dancing clubs and he was called Peter Stringfellow. I know who he is. Do you know I've who heard he, of him, yeah, yeah. I've definitely heard of him, yeah. So Peter Stringfellow, and I don't know why, but from young... I don't think I knew what a lap dancing club was, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. like must see. I must have seen him on TV or on the news or something. And mm. you know, he was um, he was very prominent up north as well. And you know, mm. seen as like this great businessman. And you know, he was a great businessman. And um, yeah, I was just like, I don't know. I had this little obsession with Peter Stringfellow, and I, I thought, <laughs> oh, I, I want to own nightclubs one day. And yeah. it was really weird because a kid wouldn't really think that, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah, just yeah. a bit weird, yeah. You've always had the mindset of I want more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, especially from a kid growing up from a like a poorer background, yeah. or a background they didn't have much. Yeah. You've always been like, okay, I want that. I yeah. want to be at a level of success where people know who I am, or I know, like, I want the money behind it. Yeah. There's always like a motivation, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And as, as well, I grew up watching Only Fools and Horses. So, right, okay. uh, you know, uh, Del Boy. And I just used to be like, always like fascinated in how, you know, the hustle basically. And how hustle, you can like, yeah. you know, work your way around things and move mm. around things. Because we can all do this, you know. You don't have yeah, to right. come from a middle class or an upper class background to mm. have more. We can all do it, but yeah. you've just got to find the way around it. That's so true. And like I said, it's literally, most of it is hard work, consistency, and believing you can do it. Yeah. But I think once you know that you can do it, like you did in the clubs, when you realise that moment where you're like, okay, I can build myself up, you're just like, you're unstoppable. Because you just do whatever it takes to get there, because you know there's an end goal. So I think that's like really inspirational from you, because you built yourself up from a point where you didn't even have money, and now you're kind of like at a point where like you're running multiple things. So yeah. So I just wanted to talk a, bit, a little about Lakota. So how did you become the manager of Lakota? Like, how did that even come about? So I um, moved to Bristol from Sheffield. Um, 
about I think it was eight years ago now. Yeah, just 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 around eight years ago, coming up to the eight year mark. And um, I'd always been coming to Bristol uh, to Carnival. I'd been quite a few times before I moved here, and I really you know loved Carnival and I loved the vibe of Bristol. Totally different from up north. Mm. Totally different vibe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can remember one day I actually sat outside uh, Lakota uh, in Carnival, but I was sat in someone's car outside, and um, and I was looking at that club, and I thought in my head, one day I'm going to work in that club and I'm going to manage it. I, I really, really did. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, but I didn't know who owned it or anything. And then when I moved to Bristol, I never thought anything of that. Yeah. Um, and then I was uh, working at Blue Mountain, actually, and um, uh, doing the diary for the shows down there. Um, yeah, and um, I, uh, Bentley, who owns Lakota, who Joy, Joy knows as well, mm-hmm. um, um, with his sister, Marty Burgess, Um yeah, he approached me and said, would you like a job at uh, Lakota? You know, I've heard that you're doing good things and, you know, we'd like to give you a chance at Lakota. And yeah, I just took it. And um, yeah, it was um, interesting. Yeah. Hard work. Very hard work. Learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. Got a friend for life in Bentley who I see as a father figure now. Mm, um, mm. You know, and he learnt me loans as well. I thought I knew everything, but I didn't. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, um, I think it really catapulted me in, into life in Bristol. So I'm very yeah. thankful for that opportunity that I had. Yeah. This is how, exactly how I feel. Yeah. Right? This is how I feel about my experience of you in Bristol. Yeah. That literally, like, put me in the mindset of, okay, I know how to run a business. I'm going to, I want to make money now. Yeah. I want to get into marketing. Otherwise, I would have stayed in uni and I probably would have been there now. Yeah. Probably hitting my life or my career. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, moving to a new city and, like, finding a job that's in your arena is probably a really good shout if you want to start. Yeah. So, if anyone's listening and they kind of want to, like, get into the creative industry but they don't know how, just take up a job. Like, if it's, like, cleaning glasses or, like, wiping down a window, just do it. But do it in the sector that you want to do it in and then just grow your way up. Yeah. And just take the leap, you know, just take the leap of faith. What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. What is the worst that can happen? Like you just, you lose money and if like, you're not going to lose money if you're unemployed. You you lose money, you know, you might be a bit broke sometimes. You're never going to be broke forever if you keep with that mindset that you're going to make it, you know, and somebody said to me the other day, um, a very, very, very serious businessman in, in the club world who owns multiple clubs around the world and he's probably the most successful club owner really? in the world, said to me, you know, there's nothing wrong with failing as long as you know you've tried your hardest. And actually, you know, failure is is a good thing because it actually shows you what works and what doesn't and it shows okay. you, mm. you know how to get better next time you do it. Yeah. So it's not it's not a bad thing. So just take the leap and, you know, don't be scared to, you know, don't be scared to just do something and try try it. Yeah, yeah. Like, re- I think regretting things is the worst thing that could ever happen. Definitely. And at the end of the day, you need to learn lessons. You can't build a business off of, like, doing one thing and it working amazingly well and being, like, yeah. But I'm going to move on swiftly because we're very short on Still time. Right. But let's talk about Lady of the House. Yeah. Right? So I've seen it on social media. I've seen it on Facebook, Instagram. There's like a lot of things going on with you. But I just want your evaluation of what it is and what it does. All right. So basically, in a nutshell, because it's, it's quite um, a heavy project, as you've seen. Mm-hmm. So 
it started life as a book about women in dance music. Mm. Um, so it's um, a hardback coffee table style book um that's very very high quality um so it's a collectible you know art collectible item with 150 stories of women from the dance music industry so that spans across 40 years of women um right from 40 years ago to now um it's got every aspect of roles in there so it's got djs producers singers dancers label owners club owners uh, radio presenters, journalists, yeah. lawyers, mm. um, every single part of the industry, the, the dance music industry that needs to be, uh, you know, worked to make to make us have an industry. Um, and some of these women are, in fact, all of these women are iconic, but some of them are the most prolific women that have built this scene and we wouldn't have this scene if it wasn't for them. Like, we wouldn't yeah. even be sat having this conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, so people like Maria May, who um, is um, the head of electronic at CAA, which is a dance movement, which, well, it's, it's, it's the biggest talent agency in the world. Wow. Um, and she heads up the electronic. So she looks after Black Eyed Peas, David Guetta. She was Frankie Knuckles' representative, huge, massive artists. Mm, mm. People like Lynn Cosgrave, who was the youngest ever um, uh, pre vice president of Sony and the first ever female vice president at Sony Records. She started wow. Ministry of Sound Record label and she managed Carl Cox for 22 years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got other people in that book um, that are, you know, the the backbone of the music. So people like Jocelyn Brown, who, you know, absolute like killer singer yeah, um yeah. you know all the greats of today people like charlotte dewitt nina kravis ultra Nati, maya jane coles barbara tucker um crazy them, absolutely crazy yeah. kind of guest list um what was it interview list i think that's insane yeah but you've got so many like inspirational people in the industry in your book yeah and i think that's literally like the biggest thing like i've seen someone do in the like, house music as a woman anyway I haven't really seen many house music projects out there yeah. apart from like events. Yeah. So I think it's a very like innovative way to get people to learn more about the industry yeah. and about how to actually get into it. Yeah. And and also we've teamed up with a lot of the, you know, the new people of now that are doing great things like Jaguar, Radio One's Jaguar, okay. who's doing, she's a, uh, does the future um, of dance on Radio One and Sarah Story? Sorry, Jaguar does uh, BBC Radio One's um, introducing. Okay. Sarah Story does the future of dance, and Ariel Free, who does the mornings and the Sunday show. So you know, these are like people that are right here, right now that women and men can look at for inspiration you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just great that it's it's going across the eras looking mm -hmm. back and looking forward um and yeah so that book then turned into a um wider project um so we've done lots of work we did a partnership with the vna museum uh, which is the most prolific museum in europe 
Um, we have done a partnership with um, Save Nightlife, Nighttime Industries Association, to do a report in women's safety and inclusion. Mm. That all start well. That had started before the spikings that was happening, but yeah. then yeah, kind of yeah. like catapulted because of that. And we actually managed to get the government to open an inquiry into. Um, the spikings so um, we're wow. currently working with the home office to okay. help you know the situation what's going on there yeah, yeah. Um, and yet yeah, more recently we have just launched a cultural exhibition which is happening in Bristol in line with International Women's Day mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that is a free day um, event um, so that's on the 8th of March, the 10th of March and the 12th of March, okay. um, which is showcasing all these women. Um, it's a series of talks, panels, Q&As, workshops. Mm. We've got production workshop, DJ workshops, yeah, um, yeah. loads of like discussions going on. And um, yeah, that's open to everyone. But on the 8th of March, we're doing a um, under 18s day. Because we really want to, you know, you know, Joy, that I'm passionate about helping young people come through, especially young women. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're opening it up to, you know, men and women to come down and get a taste of the industry. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. And that's at Lost Horizon, which is a really interesting venue, actually. And it's got Mm. a digital twin in the metaverse. Okay. Okay. So it's really cool. got loads of VR stuff down there, and um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an eye opener for anyone mm. that attends who's yeah. even considering a in a career in this industry. Yeah, I would genuinely, I'm generally gonna come because I'm I want to get more into the radio industry and the podcasting kind of like yeah. vibe. So, but I generally advise anybody in Bristol that does want to go down to it, even outside of Bristol, to learn about stuff like. I think the best advice I've ever got into in business is listen to everybody. Yeah. Like, um, I used to be really stubborn. I used to not listen to anybody. <laughs> you I don't used... say, John. <laughs> <laughs> As Layla knows from working with me, we both can be very stubborn yeah. people, right? Yeah. And like, um, yeah. So like, the only reason I kind of like grew was being like, okay, shut up my ego. I need to listen to somebody. Yeah. I need to like do a course on business. I need to have a business coach. Yeah. I need to go to events. Yeah. And that's the only way you're going to learn and grow is not listening to yourself. Like Definitely. it's actually actually getting outside information. So if you do want to get involved in the house music kind of like vibe or anything else, go down to Lost Horizons because that's definitely a good show. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. And even let's put the genre to the side, you know, mm. you know, because obviously my focus is house music, you know, but it's all dance music. Mm. And, you know, we've got women in there that work across uh, the spectrums of music. But I always think... When it comes to the business, it doesn't really matter about the genre because you can apply it to any, you know, what the things we're talking yeah. about now can yeah. be applied to any kind of side of the business. Oh, yeah, you're right. The things I learned from working, what was it like? We were doing Jump Up. Yeah. I apply to my business now. Exactly. Like social media marketing yeah. is universal. Of course. It's a universal skill. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, it's so simple when you know what it is. Like, it's so simple when you know these tactics. It's yeah. just applying it yeah. and being consistent. Yeah. But like people just glaze over these facts and they don't want to listen. But like open your ears and actually listen to stuff and it'll make your business grow so much more. Um, but yeah, um, I think we've gone over Lost Horizon. We've yeah. gone over your Lady of the House book. We've gone over like your career in um, Lakota and how you started. Is there any advice? Like, I want to kind of finish off the show yeah. with a quote for someone that might be struggling with their ideas, someone that might be procrastinating about building a business or being in the industry. Yeah. What advice would you give to a young person 
that wants to get into the creative industry that just feels like they can't do it? Come down to the Lost Horizons event. <laughs> March <laughs> well, no, the 8th. <laughs> yeah, definitely March the 8th, guys. Come down and we'll, we'll tell you all about it. But no, you know, if I can put it in a nutshell, I mean, obviously that'll be a full day of people talking about how they, you know, have got into the industry. But just yeah. for me, it's don't be afraid to ask for help because I was always afraid to ask for help. Yeah. And I yeah, struggled yeah. with that. And my mentor, she said to me, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. And she's been one mm. of the most successful women in the industry of all time. Who is your mentor, by the way? So so I mentioned them both, actually. So Lynn Cosgrave. Okay. Um, she's very, These are very good friends of mine. But Lynn Cosgrave, and as I said, she managed Carl Cox for 22 years. Wow. And oh, yeah. um, was the she, she founded Ministry of Sound Record label and was the first ever female vice president at Sony Records. Yeah. Um, and she's done absolutely loads over over her career. And then Maria May, obviously, as I said, David Getter's agent, Black Eyed Peas agent, they will be down as well on the Thursday yeah, giving insane. a talk with me. Yeah. But, you know, Lynn always said to me, don't be afraid to ask for help, Layla. You yeah. know, and and, yeah. and it really, that's really changed things for me, asking for help. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I said earlier, there's nothing mm. wrong with failure. Put yourself out there. Get yourself out there. I think that's a good one, what you said, Joy. You know, don't think you know everything because most of us don't know nothing. Things change so fast. Yeah. We're constantly learning. Yeah, I yeah. learn every day. I've mm. learned loads of lessons this week, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, just be yourself. That's the main thing. Be yourself. Don't try and be anyone else. Don't try and impress mm. anyone. No one's interested. Yeah, yeah. You're not. Out, we're not here to impress people. Stop trying to lick everybody's assholes. Yeah, well, we don't if need that to gets do edited that. Out, don't try and lick anyone's bombs. Yeah. Because they'll just realise that you're trying to do it to get close to them. Yeah. Do something you generally want to do. Don't try and like do anything for anybody else or blah, 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 unless it's a job that you're just getting money for. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, and obviously, look, at the end of the day, if you're working for someone, you know... I'll always tell the girls in my office, I've done my job for 20 years. So when I say something needs doing in a certain way, it needs doing in a certain way in my business. Yeah. If you want to do something another way in your own mm. business, that's fine. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, do obviously listen to your boss, but don't be afraid to put new ideas out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and most of all, just, you know, especially this goes for women and people from marginalised groups, stand your ground. Yeah. Because things yeah. are changing mm. and we've kicked the doors in for the next generation to come through. But yeah. So now you guys need to come through and do your bit. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people will tell you you can't do it. Yeah. A lot of people told me I couldn't do what I'm doing now. Like literally I had a housemate that said, you know, like no one will ever listen to your podcast. No one, like literally, I was like, I think I was modelling back in the day, like what, two years ago. And someone was like, no, you're never going to make money from Instagram. Grew a business on Instagram, did all this stuff. Don't listen to anybody that hasn't done it before you, I yep. think is my takeaway point of today. Like if they haven't done it and they're not doing what you want to do, don't take their crap. Like don't actually take their word like for, I don't even know what that would mean. Or take their word and, and make it your motivator. Yeah, yeah. That's what I yeah. do. When people tell me I can't do something or, you know... I just, I mean, no one tells me that anyway now because then I'll just stamp all over it. Oh, yeah, but... of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they did when I was younger. Take, I got told I couldn't do a degree. 
Yeah. Everybody told it, mate. Even my, I, I, even my own family. Oh, how are you going to do a degree when you've got two kids? I had two kids at the time because I had my kids. I've got a 16 and a 14-year-old. So I had my kids when I was 19, my first kid. And they were like, oh, oh. how are you going to do a degree while you've got two kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, you should be focusing on your kids. Well, I am focusing on my kids because I'm trying to make my life better so that they have an inspiration and a role model. Yeah, you're right. I think people don't understand things until you're making money from it. Yeah. When you're making money from it and you're at the top level, they're just like, okay, you're so, so cool now. Yeah. When you're at the bottom level, no one wants to know who you are, right? So like, yeah, keep your goal focused and then always go for it. Don't listen to anybody else and yeah, keep pushing it. Um, But yeah, I think that's pretty much the end of the interview. Um, podcast anyway but yeah um, this has been Layla McKenzie and I've been Joy Matthews and like hopefully you've taken away some business advice some kind of like tools on how to get started and everything like that but yeah I'm very happy to have had my first podcast with you um, Layla and hopefully there's more exciting things to come soon so yeah um, peace out I guess that's my ending (laughs) thanks for having me Joy and well done yeah no worries Um, yeah have a good day guys